Welcome all to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast. At KO, we endeavor to advance God's kingdom one life at a time. So, I pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will help you be encouraged. Here is this week's message. Going this morning, just want to feed you with something that uh, if you as a father, amen, first of all, while everybody's seated, I like all the fathers just to stand up. If you're a father, just stand up, amen, just stand up if you're a father, amen, praise God. Look at the fathers again. Fathers in the house, amen, praise God. We thank God for you, amen, praise God. Where would we be without you? Amen, amen. You may be seated, amen. But I was thinking, as a father, just, just, we're just going to throw a number out there. If you live to be one, 80 years old, let's say you live to be 80, you know, of course, we believe in God for 40 more, 120, but just, if you live to be 80 years old, and then your child lives to be 80 years old, and then their child lives to be 80 years old, Think that, that is 240 years of impact. 240 years of impact. Over two centuries of impact from your life. Now, what, again, what will happen if it, it just keeps going? Your great-great-grandson or daughter or whatever live another 80 years. You know, they keep perpetuating that thing. This is how legacy happens. This is what God wants to happen in our lineage, amen, as we pass the torch down to this next generation. It's so, so important how we, lead, how we live our lives, amen, because how we live is what we're going to leave. Amen? That was for free this morning. Praise God. So I've titled this morning's message, It All Starts With You, or It Starts With You. Or it all starts with me, if you point to yourself. It all starts with me. It all starts with you. There is no start outside of you. It all starts with you. God went to the dirt once. God went to the dirt one time. Everybody else came out of man. You should feel important. It doesn't matter what people say or whether people praise you or not. Listen, God used you to birth mankind in the earth, amen. And so you should be excited. Look, and everybody else here should be excited. Because <laughs> you wouldn't have got here if it wasn't for him. Now we know there are fathers that are not here, amen, on this morning. Amen, we give glory and honor to those that went before us, those that went ahead of us. Let's honor them in their absence. Amen, they went ahead of us. Fathers who passed on, grandfathers who passed on, surrogate fathers who's passed on, amen, amen, praise God. John Eckert said this, Apostle John Eckert said this, fatherlessness is probably the greatest curse in the history of any nation. Fatherlessness is, an, is, the greatest, or is probably the greatest curse in the history of any nation. As we understand it, being a father is an honorable position. It's a crucial position. It's a critical position. I want to share some statistics with you briefly before I get into, uh, well, I'm in the message, praise God. It said, uh, according to a recent Pew Research Center report, children in the United States are more likely to live in a single-parent household than children in at least 129 other countries, including China, India, and all of Europe. 86% of single-parent families in the U.S. are led by mothers. 
The proportion of single-parent families also varies widely by race and ethnicity. According to the U.S. Census Bureau's current population survey, about one in four white families and one in three Hispanic families are headed by a single parent. Meanwhile, nearly 60% of black families are headed by a single parent. 63% of all youth suicides come from fatherless homes. 90% of homeless runaways comes from fatherless homes. 71% of high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. 85% of all youth that are in prison comes from fatherless homes. Do you see a pattern here this morning? As we celebrate all fathers on Father's Day, I want us also to recognize and realize that there are more children in the earth that have no fathers, amen, in their home than those that do, and that we still have a responsibility as men, as men, as uncles, as cousins, as, look, surrogate fathers, stepfathers, glory to God, look, to step in, amen, and be a help to our families, to our loved ones, look, to friends. Are you hearing me this morning? I, I, didn't, I didn't sense a whole lot of uh, uh, okay on that, but, but, but it's a pattern. It's simple. When men are absent, Absent, listen, or even in the house and absent, we are empowering our children to fail. Our nation is broken. Our nation is broken because the family unit is broken. Whenever the family unit comes apart, then everything else follows suit. The devil is running amok in our homes, in our communities, in our nation, in our neighborhoods. Wow. 13% of the population of the population, and it's a reason I'm saying all this because everything starts with us as men. 13% of the population is black women, but they make up 40% of all abortions. Black, so you're not going to hear this on the news nowhere. You're not going to hear this anywhere. You're not going to hear this. But you're going to hear it here on Sunday morning. I know you don't like to hear stuff like this in church, but you're not going to hear it anywhere else. Nobody else is going to tell you this because everybody else is, is, is not championed or, or excited about what's, or, or, or trying to do something about what's happening. If we don't bring light to it, we talked about reaching the one, we talked about light and darkness, we're bringing light to it so that we can be aware, so we can do something about it, so we can help some of these teenage kids, so we can help some of these fatherless homes, so that we can do something about it, so we don't have to have this statistic. You don't have to be a statistic. I don't have to be a statistic. Amen. But something has to change in order for that to happen. Something has to change. We must get involved. Amen? So 13% so of the population is black women, but they make up 40% of all abortions. Black women receive more than one-third of all abortions. Since 1973, approximately 16 million black babies have had their lives ended by abortion. I've had to repent myself, amen, for in my ignorance, for the women I encouraged to get abortion when I was younger, when I was in sin, when I was practicing sin in my dumb days. Amen? amen. I'm, come on, I, I, I'm just saying, when men, when fathers are in place, amen, when fathers abort their assignment, men abort, I mean, women abort their babies. Let me say it again. 
when fathers abort their assignment, women abort their babies. They abort their babies, and we're seeing it on a high level, and it's happening more prevalent in our community. Amen? Because the, these are some of the causes that we should be championing and not rallying behind some of these other things that has zero to do with what affects us and the family. I'm saying everybody, but I'm specifically because of the high percentage talking about black people. It's Juneteenth, right? Yeah. See, see, we want to celebrate things. It's okay. It's, it's good to celebrate. I have no problem with us celebrating, but we're going to celebrate with some information. We're going to celebrate, amen, with knowing what we're celebrating and at the same time being willing to do something about what we're hearing. <laughs> amen? While many of our kids are being aborted, many of our young men are dying in the streets. At the same time, all this is happening on one end. On another end, a lot of the men are being, all I'm saying is if we don't do something, an entire generation can be lost. I just told you 80 years, 80, 80, generations are being lost because nobody is saying nothing about it. And if you don't say anything about it, then nobody's going to do anything about it. We're mindful of it. When I got married, when I, had, when I got married with my wife, amen, and guess what? She was working two jobs. So, so she wouldn't struggle, amen, when we got married, then she was able to lose one of those jobs. No, you're not working two jobs no more. Why, why would you work two jobs when the right man is showing up? When the man is in the house, amen, when the man is responsible, then you don't have to work two jobs no more. You don't have to, you understand, toil and work so hard no more. Why? Because the right man has shown up in your life. I come out of the projects. I come out of Gilpin Court. I know my mom is watching, family of five. We had a mother and a father in the home, five children in the home, right before they stopped the fathers from being in the home with the children. We were in the projects. We were one of the projects. We were actually in the newspaper. We have a paper that, that said we were one of the first families in Gilpin Court when they was doing this project of how to help young families get on their feet. That was the goal. But then something shifted, and they began to use it as a tool to manipulate and to lock up black fathers and to separate them from being in the home with the mothers. But it wasn't like that at first. All I'm saying is some things shifted, and now we got to understand that there's an attack, not just on the black man, but we see because of culture, black men are failing. They watch all of that, but there's an attack on all men. The devil hates all men, not just black men, not just black men. He hates all men. But black men are perishing more than any other man in the earth, not at the hands of white supremacy, not at the hands of police officers, at the hands of abortion meals, and at the hands of dying in the streets. That's where we're losing our men and our children and our, and our families at. Not to people in hoods. It all starts with you. It starts with me. It starts with every male seed that's in the earth today. It starts with you. What are you going to do about that child? I hear men say, boy, I can't wait to, you know what I'm saying, 18 years old, that's it. I ain't got to take care. The devil is a liar. We take care of our children for life. 
if we have to. I'm not saying that you understand they need our help. We're there for life. But the system has, has, has kind of designed us that we will only take care of a child until they get a certain age. That's not God. But you feel that way because you feel like you're being punished for having a child. And so you're upset about it. And it's like, you know what, I can't wait for, to end this child support. We're looking at it wrong. Looking at that ending child support as a blessing, as if that's enough to take care of the baby who lives with the parent in the home. It's nowhere near enough money to take care of the child in the home day by day by day by day. Getting up late, staying up early. But every time the child needs something, you got to go get something. That's not nearly enough money, but God, it was never designed, it never the order of God for it to be that way. And we got to correct some things. Listen, y'all, we're getting older. I'm talking about my generation. If we, don't, if we don't set things straight before we leave, we see what's happening. Now I'm like, Jesus, this going to come back, man. This going to come back. Come, come back, man. Just pray to everybody to go back with us. It all starts with you. It starts with me. We can stop fatherlessness. We can curb some of the violence that's happening in our communities. We cannot be surprised of all this when we're constantly removing God out of everything out of our everyday lives, whether we like it or not, whether we agree with it or not, our society desperately needs Jesus. Desperately needs Jesus. And it takes strong men to stand up. Boy, we can get enough men to stand up. Boy, we get about 100, 200, 300. Boy, we get some men to really stand up on their post. Amen. For the things of God, we can affect change in this society. It takes men to lead the way. It takes men to lead the way. I'm here to tell you, man of God, you're important to God. You are important to God. You are so important to God. God needs your impact in the earth. God needs you on your post in the earth. We cannot keep perpetuating the same thing, amen, to the next generation. We got to do something different. The Bible says train up your children in the way that they should go. And when they grow older, they won't depart. The things that you do in moderation, your children will do in access. Yeah, you might can handle it, but you better pray that they can handle what you expose them to without God. Because what you can handle may not be something that your children can handle. My father shot heroin in his veins for over 30 years. I'm talking about my home. In my home. I didn't know none of that. But that spirit that was wandering around knew everything. Therefore, that spirit came out to who? The children. And while we are playing games and not even knowing what's going on, this spirit is tempting us to do crazy stuff. And we think we're doing stuff in secret, but what's in the dark will come to the light. You don't have to do it even in front of them. The spirit is there. Well, they ain't never seen it. They don't have to see it. It's in the spirit world. If you don't get right, we can lose the entire generation. Genesis chapter 1. Let's go to the word. Genesis chapter 1. Chapter 1, verse 27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him 
male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, I had this underlined in my Bible for a reason, amen, that I'm going to share in a minute. He blessed them. God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion. Man, we should dominate every area of our life. We should be in dominion. There's no reason that we should be walking in anything other than total dominion in the earth. Total dominion. We dominate everything. Not people. We don't dominate people. We don't dominate our spouses. Amen. We dom- we, but we dominate everything. Spiritual things. We have power over the, the prince of the power of the air. We have power over spiritual wickedness in high places. We have power and authority over this adversary that's trying to impact our families and our loved ones' families. So it says we have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. At this point, God is speaking to the male and the female. He's speaking to Adam and his wife, telling both of them about what he has given them in the earth, telling them about the blessing, telling them about who they are. Amen. Sharing some very important information with both of them. You know how hard it would, well, let me leave that alone. <laughs> look, come on, let's look at Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. Amen. Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 says this. Now, here is God speaking to the man by himself. It says, and the Lord God commanded the man, I underline it, underline man, saying, of every tree of the garden, you. Now, he's saying you. He's talking to one person. He's, not talk, he's no longer talking to Eve. Eve is nowhere to be found. He's talking to the man. You may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you, talking to the man, shall not eat. For in the day that you, talking to the man, eat of it, you, the man, shall surely die. God in this verse is setting the man up as the spiritual authority, the spiritual head in the home. He's giving man instruction that he didn't give to Eve for man to carry out in the home. For him to relay these instructions to his wife, this is how it's going to be in the house. This is the order of God in the house. This is how the spiritual family, the family of God is to function in the home. This is how we're the function. Man, wouldn't, wouldn't that be awesome? This is how we are the function in the home. This is, this is the direction that we're going in as a family. Joshua said, he said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. He had a declaration. I don't care what they do in everybody else's house. I don't know what they're doing next door, down the street, around the corner. I don't care what everybody else is doing. But in this house, we, we going to serve the Lord. When the man leads, the family follows. When the man doesn't lead, the family is in chaos. The family don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. But God is setting up the man as the spiritual authority in the home. Say it all starts with me. It all starts with me. I believe uh, when God, <laughs> when the God had seen Eve eat the apple or eat the fruit, whatever it was, when God, when God seen her eat it, I believe, I mean, they were just, okay, they just sitting there, okay, Eve ate it. I believe when, when she handed that bad boy to Adam, the whole God had stood up like, let's see what he's going to do. I gave him instructions already. I told him what not to do already. 
Let me see if he's going to stand up in the midst of all that's happening around him. Is he going to obey me versus society? He's going to obey me versus man or mankind or what everybody else is saying. All of heaven stood up when Adam ate and disobeyed God. Only then was the entire race dumped into sin. Only then. Not when Eve ate. That's why when God came looking, he didn't come looking for Eve. He came looking for the one he set in authority. When it's all said and done, God ain't coming looking for you, baby. He ain't coming looking for you, wife. He's going to come looking for the man that he set in authority. How did you function in this home? Did you train your kids up in the way that I told you to do it? Did you, did you obey my assignment? Wiped out. There are so many generations of men, amen, the Bible says, were wiped out because of disobeying God. Their whole lineage is gone. You can't find them in the earth today. We wonder, you, I hear stories of, wow, this is the last man in that family. Oh, my goodness. They called out to him, Adam, what are you doing, man? Where are you? He addressed the one that he placed in authority. For sin to enter society, it had to come through the one who had authority. You know the rest of the story. Come on, let's look at Ephesians 5, 23. We're just going to move on. We're going to move on. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 23 says this, for the husband is what? Is it on the screen? Okay, we're going to be reading out the same book. For the husband is the what? The husband is the head of the wife, not the dictator, not the ruler. Amen? Not the dictator, not the ruler, but you are the head. Head means responsible one. You're the one that's responsible for the entire family. I say it in my house like this, whatever goes wrong is my fault. Everything that goes right, I give glory to God. I never point to my wife or blame my wife for anything that happens in the home. Because I know God has given me authority. And if I want to fix it, I need to go to the one who can. But without that, then we got to keep, we got to play the game and be pointing at each other and fussing and going through all that, whatever, whatever. We could really just go to God and get it fixed. That's the authority that God has placed you. God gave you that authority. You didn't ask for it. I didn't either. He gave it to me. I just received it. Amen. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is what? Head of the church. And he is the what? Savior of the body. Being the head makes us responsible again to lead the home. Say this again. Say it all starts with me. Let's look at another companion scripture real quick. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 11 and verse 3 says this. But I want you to know... That the head of every man, he's saying again, let every word be confirmed by two or three witnesses. I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ. The head of woman is man. And the head of Christ is God. That's the order of God. That's the order in the home. Everybody is up under authority. Everybody is up under headship. Shout out to the couples Friday night. Amen. We had a great time. Woo! We talk about a house divided, cannot stand. Woo, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that was Friday night. Praise God. 
But no, 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 no. The reality is this. Everybody who is under authority or, or is in authority should also be submitted to authority. Because when you rise up to be in authority and not submitted to authority, then you look like a hypocrite. Because every head has a head. And when you try to remove your head, you understand, like you don't have to submit to your head, but everybody else got to submit to you, then you're out of order. You're out of order. You're out of order. God had to correct me many times. I'm trying to tell you. Not to, I'm sharing something with you because I know that a man, their fathers, amen, I come from a place, man. I ain't got time to tell you where I came from, amen, but I, under, but I came from a place where, where I'm the man. Doggone it. You do what I say. Period. Point blank. When I say it, get to it with the quickness. But not here, no lip. Now, this is where we came from. But what I'm saying is now that I got the scripture and the word, I got to understand that the same way God done checked me plenty of times. Did you move like that when I told you do something? Yeah, 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 yeah. We got 27 years, but ain't 27 years of just, just, just all bliss. We, I, I had to go through some things and grow through some things as well. But it all goes back to me being obedient to the word of God and understand who is the final authority in my life and in the house. If it's God, then you will listen to God. If it's not God, you will listen to the commercial, the TV, the entertainers. All these other folk will have more authority in your life than the B-I-B-L-E. It's the book for me. Okay. Yeah, the B-I-B-L-E. Yeah, but I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ. The devil wants to decapitate the man, take the head out of every home because he knows that when he take the authority out of the home, that's why so many young men are mad. So many women are confused because daddy wasn't there because father wasn't in this place. They're mad at anybody that's in authority, whether it's a teacher, police officer, principal, anybody that's in authority. I'm mad. Why? Because my authority left me. My authority is gone. Where is my authority? Where is the one that's supposed to minister to me or, or been there for me? Where is he? You wonder why they're angry. We're trying to figure out natural things. It has nothing to do with the natural sense. God created us for family. He created us for community. He put a father and a mother in that home for a purpose. His purpose. When the husband or father is in place, the prosperity of the family increases exponentially. I don't even got time to give you Brooks report, Brooks findings, which is an institute, amen, that, that, that looked from the 70s to, to the 90s about all the money, the over 200 and some billion dollars that was spent on welfare and, 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 and social program, all this stuff trying to fix America's issues. All this money, we're throwing all this money at this stuff. And it seems like things getting worse to me. I don't know if y'all see what I'm saying. Because programs can never fix it. You got to get to the root. They need Jesus. We got to be able to say they need Jesus. They need to humble themselves and call on Jesus. Everything changes when Jesus comes in their life. Everything. Jesus takes the struggle away of what direction you should be going in. Judges chapter 21. Judges chapter 21 and verse 25 say, In those days, say, In those days, there was no king 
There was no king. There was no father. There was no leader in Israel during that time. They didn't have a leader. They didn't have a father. They didn't have a king. Amen. And everybody did what was right and what? In their own eyes. Sound much like today. Everybody doing what's right in their own. Why right? you feel like doing it? Doing it. I ain't got to submit to none. I don't got that, that, that Bible. That Bible, that's old school stuff. I don't have to surrender to anything like that. That's old stuff. Everybody doing what's right in their own eyes. I seen, I seen a, a post come out the other day where they was advertising uh, cupcakes. Cupcakes were weed. They were, no, matter of fact, they were red velvet cupcakes. This is the foolishness that's marketed to our communities. This is the foolishness that comes to our community as if we're stupid or ignorant or that we can't. Do we understand what's happening in our community and how the world continues to feed our society with foolishness because we're, yeah, I do it. Remember the commercials growing up? I'm Mikey. I eat anything. I'm Mikey. Let's give it to Mikey. And so many are in the dark because they're, because <laughs> there ain't no light on. Ain't no light on. You're too black. So, so it's hard to get the light on when you're too black. Look, or white. If you look at color, you're going to mess yourself up. You got to look at the word. You got to stay focused on the word of God. And when you stay focused on the word of God, you can see right through the foolery that's happening in society and how they're marketing certain things in certain communities. Why do you think Planned Parenthood is in the hood? You mean to tell me people are protesting to kill babies and then on the other hand say that they, they care about life? You mean to tell me, listen, I ain't against the shot, ain't against the jab, ain't against none of that. But once upon a time, first it won't my body because you was forcing me and mandating me to do something. And now all of a sudden it is my body. It's my body and my choice. Listen, won't you make your mind up? Won't you make your mind up? Is it my body? Is it your body? Who body is it? Because if it's my body, I don't have to take the shot. But on the other hand, if it's my body, I can destroy my seed whenever I feel like it. But that's the stuff that we are being fed, the propaganda that's being fed to us 24-7. And it takes the light of the word of God, amen, for you to come up out of the fog. Picketing so you can kill more children. It's got to be another way. It's got to be another way. It's got to be. Abstinence is still, is still good for, for, for believers. Being a virgin until you get married is still good. It's not a cuss word. But if somebody don't train their children up, we're going to keep perpetuating the same thing. And again, what you handle doesn't mean the next generation is going to be able to handle it. Are you hearing me this morning? are walking around, and they don't know how to lead their families. If there is weak male leadership in the home, in the church, in the job, on the job, or even in the country, it leads to weak communities and a weak nation. I believe God is still searching for men that will stand in the gap that will stand in the breach, that will, that will hold up the hedge. I believe God is still looking for leaders 
amen, to repair the breaches. Our cities need to be repaired. The walls have been broken. Things have been destroyed. But it takes men to stand up to get the job done. There's a generation of earth today who don't see the attending church or the things of God as important. They don't see it as important. But there's another scripture in, in Judges chapter 2 and verse 10 says, after that generation died. After what generation? The Joshua generation. After that generation died, another generation arose, arose who did not know the Lord, who did not know the things of God, who did not know that it was their mom and their dad who were praying to God. That's why they made it as a family. But they don't know it. They think we're going to do it a different way. Grandma did it this way, but we're going to do it this way. They don't know an entire generation in the earth today who don't see the things of God as important. We got to reach them because they're in jeopardy from being separated from God for eternity. Strong male leadership is the key to strong families, which lead to strong communities and a strong society. Weak leaders equals weak families, weak in the community and the society. You cannot have a strong family without God. Hold on, pastor. We're strong. We're pretty strong. We're doing pretty good. Oh, that's a facade. You cannot have a strong family without God in your family. It may look strong. It may appear to be strong. Amen? You're the king and priest, amen. You're the difference maker, man of God. You're the only one who can set things right in the home, in the family, in the nation. You're the one. You're the one God has anointed to change things. Make no apologies for being a father. I make no apologies for being a strong man. I make no apologies for that. I take my assignment seriously. We're living in a culture of perpetual chaos because the family unit is broken down. It's broken down. It's broken down. Many of you, I want to, I will urge you to go back and listen to this again. I said so much and I said it fast, I, but I wanted to seed you with something. When God raises up men in the home, it's for his purpose. God didn't bring Adam, Eve along until, until Adam was set on his assignment. You don't have a vision, you don't need a wife. What do you need help doing? And you, where are we going? Just, and then we get mad when women move ahead of us because we're doing nothing. Where do you get a vision from? I get it from God. I find out what God is saying, the direction God is telling me about this home, about this family, about these kids. What direction are we going in? Where are we going to be in five years, 10 years, 15 years? Where do you see yourself in 20 years? We're not hooking up with anything. We're going to hook up with some people. We're going to, look, we're going to ask some questions. We're going to ask some questions. Where are you taking us? I can marry anything. Because listen, all of us got the same parts. I can connect with anything. But where are you taking me? Deuteronomy 30, Deuteronomy 30 and 19. Today I'm giving you a choice 
of two ways. Today, everybody understand my voice and those watching online. Today, I'm giving you a choice. Today, June the 19th, 2022. Because you're all up under the sound of my voice. Today, I'm giving you a choice of two ways. And I ask heaven and earth to witness the choice that you make in here and online. You can choose life or death. The first choice will bring a blessing. The other choice will bring a curse. So choose life, then you and your what? Will live. Come on, say it again. Say it all starts with me. Come on, it all starts with you. It all starts with you. There's a decision that we have to make as men, as fathers. We're doing our best. You know, I often say, I mean, my, my father did the best he could. He did the best he could with what he knew how. If you, if you don't get information or if you don't get some different information, then you're stuck with the same information. Hosea 4 and 6 said, my people perish for a lack of knowledge because of what we don't know, because of what men don't know, because of what fathers don't know. People are perishing. Families are perishing because of a lack of knowledge. And God wants to give you information so that you can move forward. We've covered over the years. I mean, we've been in ministry over 27 years now, you know, and we're trying to pull stuff out of people that don't have it. I mean, if you've been in Kingdom Life Church for any amount of time, we've given you all kind of stuff. We, Deacon LeVon talked about a resource center. You got plenty of resources, amen, now are free to you. Also, you can, you can purchase. There's really no excuse for any man in Kingdom Life Church, amen, to be out of line or not leading their homes. Amen. Including myself. Including myself. So a lot of times men function on what they were used to, what they grew up with. Credible authority figures and what they've seen on TV and how somebody else do this and do that. We get our information from the word of God. We get our instructions from God's word and God will tell you how to treat her. Everything is in the Bible. Everything about life is in the Bible. Everything that's happening right now is in the Bible. Everything is in the Bible. Why are we looking at other places? Everything is in the the book. Everything, everything you need, all the answers you need are in the book. Four reasons why you should make wise choices. I'm getting ready to close. Four reasons why you should make wise choices. Number one, because you'll live with the choices you make. You will live with the choices that you make. You, you're going to have to live with the choices that you make. Life and death is it, I mean, um, he said death and life, amen, that he set before you, but then you choose life. You're going to have to live with that decision. Your life is either going to be known as a, as a story of a great comeback or a story of a great failure. That could have been my life. Had I not received Christ, I know it would have been a great failure. I know I wouldn't even be here today because of things that I was doing, the things that I was involved in. What? Because I didn't know any better. But once somebody gave me some instruction and told me how I can do live better, have a better, what? Okay. I just listened. And I began to learn. I began to grow. And I began to follow the path that God set me on. 
you have to live with the choice you make. Number two, someone else's life is always impacted or affected by your choice. Somebody else is affected by your choice. You know, a lot of times we do stuff, and, and I've heard this over the years. We'll do something. I mean, it's me, man. It's me. No, it's not you. You're affecting your family. You're affecting your children. You're affecting your love. We're affecting your mom. I was in jail. I affected my mom. I affected my family. I affected my daughter. It's not just me. My choice is always going to affect somebody else. We was having a conversation the other day when I was talking about how, you know, a lot of my nieces and stuff, they were like, we want to owe you back. No, you don't want to owe me. You don't want to owe me. No, you want to owe me for you, for your purpose. But I'm looking at now, I got a wife. I got kids. I think before I act. You understand? Come on, we need strong men that can think before they act. So many men are out of control. I've been there, streaming, screaming at the top of my lungs in our first year of marriage. Every time I talk, I yelled. Ah! Why? Because I was yelled at all the time growing up. My father yelled at us. But I had to go to God and say, God, you got to help me with this. This is what I'm saying, man. This is how you grow. I got to go to God. It's a problem. Lord, help me with this. I should not be talking to her like that. The Bible says, honor your wife as the weaker vessel. Not weak. Not weak in strength, but just weak the way he made her. Their build is weaker than, than ours as men. Honor them. So, so God, deal with me as a man, as a father. I used to leave home every day. Go and play basketball every day. Just go on my friends and all that. And God had to check me. After many times, my wife said, I don't remember her telling me this, but she said she did, so I'm going to go with what she said. Because my brain was on drugs. Hers won't, so I'm just going to go with what she said. She said, she, just, she said it to me a couple of times. Okay, I didn't, I didn't hear her. And now I'm on the basketball court. Now God is checking me. While I'm playing basketball, son, why do you keep leaving your family every day? Never thought of it. Like, what? I'm leaving my family? My wife, we just had Anthony. Shantae was at home too. Why you keep, why you leaving every day out the house going fast? See, you can't get married and try to live single, man. Why you get married to live single? You're not single. You're married. You're married. That means somebody is infringing on your life. <laughs> Look, when you used to come in anytime you wanted to, go wherever you wanted to, now somebody, hey, where are you? When you be back, like, what? When I'm coming back, coming back when I feel it. But you can say it on the phone, of course. I'll be about a little bit, baby. <laughs> no, I'm just, we're married now. We're married. So we're under some different instructions. And so God, he, when he brings us together, he gives us some other wisdom so we can mesh this relationship together, the two becoming one. It's tough. It's not easy. It's not easy, but it's worth it. Ooh, it's worth it. Woo-wee! It is worth it. Number three, number three, number three. Another reason why you should make wise choices, the choice you make will also affect your Christian witness. Choice you make, because heaven is recording it, it will affect your witness. That's what the enemy is after. That's what the devil is after all day long. He's after your witness. He's after your testimony. 
He's, he wants to take that away from you. He wants to take that away from you, and that's why we have to do everything we can to protect our testimony, protect the anointing on your life. Live a holy life. You understand? Live righteously, because I'm not, I'm not going to give up my Christian witness. So with these cell phones, we had this stuff when I was growing up. Look, people will record you before you even get a chance to apologize. <laughs> All they saw was that I was like, dang, a million people have seen it, and I apologized two seconds later, but nobody seen it. But everybody, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this stuff is live. I hope y'all are being careful because we didn't have this weird growing up. They don't have none of my old pictures. Oh, my goodness. They, they, they don't have none of the old place I used to go to. They don't have me when I was fighting over here, over there, doing this, doing that. They got everything now. Like, what the heck? And people are using it on their jobs. They're using it in interviews. They're using it everywhere. They're pulling up your social media. And if they had to make a decision on who they're going to hire, you understand, they're going to they're gonna see how is this person for real. It is not right because you can have all the credentials, but they're looking at image. Again, the choice you make is, is, is representing somebody else's image. <laughs> Preach till I kids they leave. Look, you represent somebody greater than you. When you step out this house, you ain't stepping out just as Anthony. You're stepping out as one of the Johnsons. Yeah, you stepping out as Anthony and Tina's son. You stepping out as Anthony and Tina's daughter. You don't just represent yourself when you step out the house. Look, you don't just represent yourself when you step out of kingdom life. They go to kingdom life. What? What's up? What? They go to kingdom life. <laughs> Come on. You represent God and God sees everything. You stepping out God like that. I know that ain't one of my children. I know that ain't one of my children over there. I know that ain't one of my children. Jesus, keep praying, keep praying. Keep praying, Jesus. And number four, a track record. Another reason to make wise choice, this is good, a track record of wise choices would demonstrate to God that you can be trusted to manage kingdom resources having a track record with God will show God, will prove to God that you can be trusted to manage kingdom resources. Because God is looking at your track record. He's not going to hand the keys to you or, or hand something, some type of responsibility to you before you can handle it. That's not a good father. Y'all saw that father, right? Y'all know that was none of that stuff was true. I know you ain't owe another drive the car. Go ahead. I know you don't got no license. Go ahead. And we did that something. Y'all know the time I got caught driving on suspended license? You don't know, but you will know seven times. <laughs> seven. As a matter of fact, if, when my life was just getting ready to change, I gave my life to the Lord, they, I was going to court because they was going to declare me habitual offender and suspend my license for the next 10 years. Thank God for uh, Elder Sedale, who I didn't even know, who was at the church I was at at the time, who was working with the Commonwealth, and they got my case transferred out of Henrico to the city. And when they got it transferred to the city, and, and the, the young lady, you know the prosecutor, boy, they going to get you. <laughs> Looking at my, my record, too, that lady, that girl just stood up there, she said, Judge, said, what do you think? She said, well, Judge, he paid all his fines. I'm like, well, Lord. 
Well, look at this. This will happen when you're doing right. Well, lo and behold. Yeah, man, gave my license back. If I lost my life for 10 years, I don't know what would have happened. I was selling cars by year in 1997. Two years from that time, I was in the car business. I had to have my license, but you see, how, you see how critical things is? You never know where you are on God's timeline and what God's trying to do in your life and why God is connecting you to certain If the Holy Spirit has convicted or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message, then email us at kingdomlifechurchva at gmail.com. If you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more, check out our website, which is kingdomlifeva.com, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at kingdomlifeva. Thank you for listening, and be sure to subscribe so you can hear more messages like this.